Well, let's welcome back Coach Taylor. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Um, well, first of all, it's good to be back, um, back on with everybody listening. Um, you know, team updates, uh, guys, you know, fought their tails off for homecoming um, for the first half. You know, uh, I don't think it could have <clears throat> – couldn't have wrote it any better. The only thing I wish I could have taken back is the first interception that Alejandro threw. But, I mean, we battled back to get that thing to 11 points, and I, I couldn't have felt any better running into the locker room because we were in that same situation week before Carlton, man, and we just, just couldn't we just couldn't get clicking. And and one of the things that I got to make sure I always remember, not making excuses, that's, enough, that's a good football team over there. You know, Coach Killian did a good job with his staff and, and the players, and they were, they were ready to roll. They were coached up well, very disciplined. So I thought, you know, the guys battled, but, you know, we just came up short, and I'm, I'm, I'm upset for them and all the alums that came back. It was good to see guys that been around here, you know, when I first got here, and even guys from before me, man. So, uh, but that's that's it. And we got to learn, live, we got to learn, you know, and we only got a certain amount of Saturdays left in this season, which is six. So, you know, we got to maximize every opportunity. So the coaches are, you know, bouncing back in the office, uh, grinding right now, trying to put together a game plan for a very, very talented and very different Augsburg football team. So good challenge. Well, let's talk a little bit about this last week's game. You and I talked on the show about the fact of this is a team that if you make a mistake, they'll get rolling off of that. And it looked like they took advantage of some mistakes early and really got themselves going. Yeah, well, we knew it started with their with their running back. And the kid was averaging 142 yards a game, second in the country. He ended up with 141 yards. And he was he was good. And I was actually pleased with the way we were playing him too in the first half. Like, even though he did, he ended up with 115 in the first half, but it wasn't anything egregious, you know. But then he started leaning and wearing. They started leaning on us a little bit, and we just couldn't. Uh, we just couldn't bounce back. But you know, there were some things that we did to ourselves that you know, I'm not not happy about, and missed tackles, and you know, pass interference, which is going to happen. But the missed tackles, um, that that really hurt us defensively. And then obviously they did a good job of doing some twists and stunts that kept Alejandro. Um, not comfortable, um, but again, Charlie Wilson went for two fifteen, two touchdowns. Man, he's putting, he's having a nice year. Got to get some other guys involved. So, so. you know, kind of looking at that game, I understood they they had the better uh, in the second half. It, it looked like there, but I, but I didn't think by any stretch of the imagination that they really dominated that game in any way. So, as you look at that, what what do you take away from a contest like that to help you moving forward? Yeah, and during game days, I always have a piece of paper in my hand, and I'm taking notes. So people are wondering what I'm doing. I'm taking notes, and it's about nine plays in that game. Like you said, it wasn't – I didn't walk out of it. I've walked out of games last year like, holy smokes, man, that didn't go well. Nothing we did work. I loved our defensive game plan, loved the offensive game plan. That's one thing I evaluate every Saturday morning – excuse me, every Sunday morning is our special teams game plan. We covered kicks well for the first time and during the season. So I liked what we did. It's just – in a football game on Sundays or Saturdays, um, yeah, there's a there's a handful of plays, man. That you got to come up on the you got to come up on the winning side of those, and we did not, man. So, you know, we gotta we gotta learn from that and keep keep trying to get these guys better when the lights come on to to, to make those plays. So, as you mentioned, Charlie Wilson with another big uh, week for you there. Um, two straight games with 200 plus yards receiving has at least two touchdowns in all four games this season. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the Piper records are for yards in a season and touchdowns, but I'm, I'm thinking he's about to break those in a big way. <laughs> uh, I just laugh because one, the, the, I'm not going to call him a kid. The young man is is awesome to be around. Very quiet. He can play the piano. I think he can mess around and play the guitar a little bit. I mean, just 
the 4.0 student just does everything the right way, man. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's, it's actually kind of a treat to be around. I've been around something like this before. But I kind of have an idea how this thing could end up. So I'm just, you know, I'm happy for him. But, again, man, it's about winning. And the best thing about him is he don't care about none of that. He cares about the Ws, man. So, you know, it would be good for us to come up with a, a win this week. And, you know, if he, has the, if he puts up the crazy numbers, that's awesome. But he'd much rather get a win and, and catch two balls for – for 10 yards and get a win. That's the way that kid's wired, man. So that, that makes it so much fun. And, he, and he's one of the hardest practice, the hardest guys at practice. So it's, it's, it's just really good. Uh, players you want to recognize from this week? Um, Corey Zacharias on offense. Excuse me, Corey Zacharias on defense. I mean, he just played lights out ball as far as <clears throat> getting us lined up, um, sitting up the run. Uh, man, he did, he, did a, he did a nice job. Um, special teams-wise, Durham Welch, um, how about that kid, man, knocking down a field goal late. Had a chance uh, to get a, another field goal, man, but we just came up a little bit short. But his field goal got us to the 11 points at halftime, so we had momentum. We got the ball coming out the first or second half. We just couldn't do anything with it. Um, and then offensively, um, uh, you know, Charlie Wilson. I mean, Charlie Wilson with the 200-plus yards. I mean, that's that's just, you know, that's something that's, that's, a, that's a talented young man. So those are three guys we recognize. Well, let's jump ahead to this week. So you take on St. Augsburg. Uh, they narrowly defeated St. John's last week and, and defeated Gustavus Adolphus the week before. So it looks like you have yeah. your hands full in this contest. Man, I tell you, how cool is the Mayak, man? How good of a league is this? You know, it's, it's interesting, me being in here 10 years, you know, we're trying to get our football program to where Carlton, where Augsburg is right now. You know, they've taken that step as to, you know, the next step, you know, because you got like St. John's and Bethel up at the top, you know, but then you got that next group of t- and, and Gus Davis too, for, for, from a, from a longevity standpoint is always pretty solid, but Augsburg and Carlton, and they've really taken a step. So that just makes the league a lot more, uh, more rounded. And if St. Skull comes down and gets a win versus McAllister, like this league, man, it's, it's, I tell our guys, it's like the, you know, this is like the SEC, man. There are no, there are no there are no days off in on a Saturday, man. So you got to work. So coach Coach Lamper is doing a tremendous job over there, um, getting the, getting the group going, and he's got some good assistant coaches, and he's got a good he got a good got a good ball club this year. So yeah, I think a lot of uh, people will look at this St. Augsburg team and think, man, what an incredible offense! But I'm really impressed with this defense they have for this group. Just allowing 58 huh. yards per game rushing. St. John's had 31 yards rushing against them. So, so do you kind of feel like? Alejandro's going to have to lead the way for you guys to come out with a win this week. Yeah, well, we, you know, we always want to go in um, trying, you know, to be balanced. But they are, I think they're only giving up 15 points a game right now. So um, they're playing some good ball over there, man. Their defensive coordinator is doing a good job. So it'll be interesting. There's going to be a nice chess match. Um, but we just can't go in saying we got to throw this thing uh, 60 times. We can't do that, man. So we got to find, we got to, we got to find, we got to find some ways to run the football creatively. Um, but it's tough. They're going. They're going to be very, very stingy. So they have Cade uh, Sheehan has been awesome for them at quarterback this season. Smart guy doesn't make a lot of mistakes out there. So how do you try to slow him down? Well, Cade Sheehan is is one of my favorite players in the league. Um, I love our guy, but I, when you start talking about if I didn't have a quarterback, this kid, man, I mean, sixty six percent completion percentage, one touch, one interception. 13 touchdowns. I love that, man. Like, kid takes care of the ball. He's been in the system for three years, knows exactly where to go. I, I, 
played against him three years, and we've played against him three years, and I've seen him make some checks up the line. Like, kid knows this stuff, man. So it's just really it's cool to battle against him. Um, I try to grab him before or either after the game and, you know, just and let him know that he's, he's the real deal, man. So he's, he's doing a good job, man, and he has weapons. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week, and we'll start with Greg. He'd like to know, do you think that Charlie Wilson has the size and speed to take his game to another level? Maybe not in the NFL, but possibly in the CFL. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Again, I've been fortunate to be around um, guys that put up uh, ridiculous numbers, and, you know, NFL scouts will come in, and you know, they'll take a peek because they're going to see the numbers if it continues to go this way. So we'll see. I mean, you know, from an IQ standpoint, a toughness standpoint, I think, you know, there's some there's opportunities to play somewhere else. Um, what's going to, you know, probably hurt him a little bit is maybe the speed, you know, um, that uh, other leagues are looking for. But, again, man, Charlie Wilson is, 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 a, is, a, is a force to reckon with, man, so super excited about him. And we'll see what happens. You know, we'll try to get through this week, and then we'll get through the next week. And then once they chase us off the field and we take their pads away from them, then we'll see what's going to happen, what, what, what's in the future for Charlie. So, Charlie says – or excuse me, Zach says, Charlie is having an amazing season, but what do you do to try to get another receiver involved to complement him so other teams don't try to focus only on him to shut him down? Absolutely. That's the conversation. That is the, the big conversation in the offensive staff room right now as we speak. Um, we, we acknowledge um, that he's having a great year, but, again, you know, they've ran a lot of cloud coverage towards him, um, which means, you know, they that a corner down, and then they put somebody over top of him, St. Olaf did, which is smart. You know, I'm assuming Augsburg is going to do the same thing, sit back, not let him uh, get over the top. So some other guys, the number 11, Sam Pachuda's got to step up for 16. Eric Finn and Wentz got to, you know, make some plays for us. Um, you know, Alec Rouse got to make some plays for us. So we got other capable people, you know. But, there's, you know, when you work out with somebody all summer, like Alejandro and Charlie did, you know, you, can, you, 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 you get a bond, you know, and I can actually see. Them dudes are like they're generally good. I didn't realize they how good of friends they are. Like they're they're generally good friends, man. So it's, it's kind of cool, man. So we do need to get some other pieces going. Todd says, I don't know if you worry about this, and I know you've talked about just focusing on improving the program, but with Concordia and Bethel to follow this week's games, if 500 becomes the mark that you're shooting for this season, do you feel like St. Augsburg is a must-win game for the team? Well, I don't know if I, I, know, I, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I, I, I've never gotten into the the coaching cliches of this is a must win game. You know, I guess, and it's just kind of from where you know, just the tree I'm from, the coaches. I remember they said there are no must win games. If we don't win, was the sun not going to come up tomorrow? Like the sun's still coming up tomorrow. You know, we're still going to be ready to coach our guys up. So I wouldn't say must win. I mean, if you want to say that, you know, I, I'm still upset about Carlton and St. Olaf. You know, I think those are games we could have got. So we got to prepare these guys and. Um, yes, we do got some tough games coming afterwards. I think Augsburg's a tough game. I can't even, we can't look past this one. So we always talk about one week seasons. Um, this is the Augsburg season. So we got to find a way, you know, we got to find a way and then we'll tackle whatever, whatever bears are, whatever, whatever bears are, uh, coming down the, the, the path afterwards with Augsburg is our thing. We're singly focused on these guys and yeah, I don't really get into the must win because, you know, that just, I don't know, that puts extra added pressure that uh, nobody needs. So it's all good. We can go out there and play our tails off and see if we can't, Get this thing to look, get the scoreboard to look the way we want it to at the end. Michael would like to know when you were recruiting, is there a way that you simply are able to tell whether a quarterback is going to be a star at this level? Mm, good question. Yeah, I knew Alejandro would be pretty good. Um, 
you know, and a lot of it is these kids are sending in highlight tapes. What you want to do is you want to watch a game film. Watch a whole game of a kid in high school. And one thing, too, is the accuracy. How accurate is he? Um, you know, how is he on the sideline? Like, all his, how tough is he? Uh, his demeanor when a coach is talking to him. Like, we, I, we knew. It's actually funny somebody asked about that because I texted the guy that recruited Alejandro, Brian Sheehan, who's actually a tight ends coach over at Minnesota. Super excited about that. He just got promoted. I texted him after the Carlton game and said, hey, thanks for recruiting Alejandro, man. <laughs> we, we're glad that he's here, you know, so. So, no, man, it, it, it is good to have a trigger guy. And then the thing about this league, we, I was just looking. I meet with Alejandro every morning, every Monday morning at 10. You know, we just talk about life, football, everything, man. Um, and the, the, the quarterback play in this league this year is outstanding. I mean, there's, the, 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 there's a guy that has the most interceptions in, thrown in this league is four right now. I mean, that's amazing, man. That is it. Like, I mean, and then everybody else has, like, maybe three. Some has two. A lot of guys, that, like Kate Sheehan, has one. So the quarterback play is tremendous this year in this league. So, yeah, man, if you got a quarterback, you got to take his chance. Next up, we have Stan, who would like to know, can you see a day where all coaching decisions in a game will be made through AI? <laughs> I think we got this question last year. Um, I, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. But what do I know? I'm just a, I'm just a, a football coach with a edu- physical education degree and a master's from in sports administration. So there's a lot more smarter uh, people out there than me. So I don't know man, if that's coming down the pipe. Uh, hopefully it'll be, it'll be, it'll be here long. It'll be here and I'll be long gone. So. Carl says Georgia barely came away with a victory on Saturday. Do you like Michigan or Georgia to be the national champion at this point? Oh, man, I got to – I guess being from Pennsylvania, growing up in South Jersey, man, that's a little bit more Big Ten land. You know, I'd like – I'd have to lean on Michigan, although I'm, I'm, I want Penn State. But, you know, if the question is Michigan, Georgia, I got to go with Michigan. Oh, look at that. Andre says, big OT win for the Eagles, Coach. They're rolling right now. But are you worried about all these close victories for the team? Nope, sure not. <laughs> sure not, because you got to learn how to win those. You know, I wish we could have came with that close one against Carlton, but we didn't. Um, so, no, man, they, they, I'm sure that they're going to learn from it. Uh, it's good to stack wins is what they're doing, um, and then they're, they they can learn from that. So, no, man, they, they're okay. That's a tough league. Everybody was saying, oh, Washington will be an easy game. No, well, man, those games are tough. To, those games are hard to win. So, As Coach Taylor has told me many times, a three-point victory and a ten-point victory all point to the in the win column the same way. So I'll add up the same way. Uh, next we have Frank. He says, Coach, what did you think of Miami running up 70 points on Denver last week? Disrespectful or not? Uh, I didn't watch it. I, when I heard it, I thought I heard the wrong, I had to clean my ears out. I said, does not have to say 70 points? Like, you know, you usually don't see that in the NFL. Um, but it sounds like listening to Coach Peyton talk, he was like, hey, man, they had their twos in and we got to stop people. So I don't think it was necessary running the score up. And I think – the Miami coach, I think he kneeled the ball at the end of the game. Like, could have, could have got the record. I think. So, I think that um, it's just that sometimes a game can get away from you like that. Jim says, "Coach, tell us the truth. Are you caught up in the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey romance?" I'm really not. Um, I, uh, and I got home last night and was able to see the second half of that game. And I said, "What's all this? What's all the hoopla about Taylor Swift?" Being at this game, man. So I guess then allegedly they're dating or something. I don't know. So good for him. Good for them. I, I don't know if it's helping the Chiefs win, but hey, man, I guess it's good for TV, right? Ratings. Maybe they need the ratings. There you go. 
Exactly. Our buddy Charlie returns says, Coach, I know you're in football mode right now, but do you see Denny Hamlin, Hamlin leapfrogging to grab the NASCAR Cup? Man, you know what? I have not been following at all. Um, but, you know, obviously the, names are, the name still rings out. Man, Denny Hamlin is good, man. He's with that Toyota group. So, I mean, he's got a chance. He's, he's got a chance because, one, one because of the, the, um, the equipment that he uses, and two, that dude can drive. He's a good driver. And three, his last name's Hamlin. There you go. That's right. Rita would like to know if you ever wanted to run away and join the circus. No, I'm not a big fan. I am very, uh, I wouldn't say terrified, but I'm not a fan of clowns. So, no. <laughs> and on that note, what are our words of wisdom this week? Um, you know, just something thinking about, you know, just uh, the thing I, <clears throat> thing I talked to the team, uh, they're sending those guys inspirational things. Tell them, trust the timing. Trust the timing. Things happen for a reason. So, hey, man. We don't, we don't like the way we ended these last two weeks. We don't, man. We played about – there's eight quarters that we played. We probably played – not probably. We played six quarters of good ball. So we got to learn from these doggone um, mistakes that we made in them games, and we got to make sure we try to manifest it into a win against Augsburg. So trust the timing. Things happen for a reason. Fantastic. Coach Taylor, thanks for joining us this week. All right. Thanks for listening. Well, I'm honored to welcome Croy Zacharias with us here tonight. I hope I said that with me, said that the right way, Croy. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Okay. I, I don't get that a lot. <laughs> I don't get a lot of people pronouncing it right. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be one of the few. That's awesome. So, so tell us first of all, wh- why was Hamlin the right choice for you? Um, when I came here, it was just like Coach Greeny. First of all, Coach Greeny took me on the tour, and that's partially like when I just like kind of fell in love because he it was even a rainy day it was like a rainy day and I just like I don't know how I still fell in love with it and then I talked to coach T and just him being like the genuine person he is just sold me and I knew like if those guys were going to be like my coach it was going to be easy and coming from Green Bay it's not too far from here um it's pretty good distance for myself to go home if I need to and my parents to come here to watch some games. And then I didn't come from a huge school. It was a public school, graduated with probably 300-some people, so it was about the same size as Hamlin itself, so it made the transition really easy. So I just kind of saw it and fell in love with it and the coaches. So my my wife is also from Green Bay. So so tell me, how did it feel to cross the border and come into the dreaded Minnesota Viking territory? Well, I can tell you on Sundays it's not great when the Packers lose. Um, there's a lot of uh, crap talking amongst the guys, but I can do the same with the Vikings because they're not doing too hot right now either. But um, I knew I knew it was going to be dangerous territory for me, but I know that I can stay strong and be it. Packer fan through and through. My wife always tells me Packer fans are the best fans. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. If you ever, if you ever go to Lambeau, you'll know it. So, what is your major at Hamlin? I am an exercise science major. And what would you like to do with that one day? 
Um, as of right now, I'm hoping to maybe get into some athletic training. Um, and then, so I would have to go to graduate school and then possibly see where it takes me from there. I would love to train for like professional programs, even like a NFL program, but that's a long, long ways down the way. So we're just working on right now. But that's the goal, I guess. Well, let's talk a little bit about the season. Uh, a tough loss this last week against St. Olaf brings you guys to 2-2. Two and two. How are you feeling about the way that the defense is playing right now? Um, I feel, honestly, pretty good. Film, film was not bad. We showed a lot of flashes. Everybody, everybody showed that we can really play well together as a team. There was only a, like... I believe Coach said that there was, like, nine plays that really defined the game for us um, and kind of let it get a, slip away. And other than that, we kind of we had them, like, where we wanted them. We were able to get them out of their base stuff, and we just need to be able to adjust once they do get out of their base stuff. Um, but we've shown that we can really play well together, and guys fit in the run, especially against, one of the top teams in the nation in the run, we all, like, we had safeties and corners inserting into the run, and that, to me, showed just how good our defense can actually play. You know, one of the interesting things I think about you guys is that this linebacker core is a very young group. I think all but one of you is a, a freshman or sophomore, so you got to feel pretty good about your guys' even, uh, prospects of how well you perform together going forward. No, yeah, for sure. That was one of my biggest things coming into this season. I, I was really excited, um, like myself, moving back into the into the box, playing linebacker again. Like I knew it was going to take a little bit of time to kind of get used to it once again because I played middle linebacker in high school. But I knew having J Javon right next to me that it would come pretty easily because he's pretty good himself. Um, and so just getting back into it, was honestly a pretty smooth transition. Like, I feel a lot more confident right now, and I know he's confident. He's always going to be JJ, you know? And I think having the the fifth-year senior, Nickel, and he's even, like, my backup now. So, like, just having that depth and then the young guys coming in, they're very talented. One's injured right now, so we aren't able to see him, but Eli, he's been working in, and he, he's shown a lot of flashes. So, yeah, that I, that makes me very excited for the future and being able to kind of put some things together. A, a lot of those first-year players on the linebacker court are California guys. How, how do you think they're going to embrace the winter in Minnesota? I can't wait. That's, I can't wait <laughs> for them because Drew, Drew's pretty close to me. He's the backup Sam, but he's the one that's injured um he hasn't seen it yet, so he hasn't even seen fall weather yet. I'm that's what I'm excited for. I want to see fall weather rather than this eighty degree, eighty degree weather out here. It's I don't like it a lot, especially playing a game on Saturday when it was eighty degrees. That was not fun. I bet. And um, what what is it like? What what are you guys like on the linebacker core together? Um, it's goofy, man. Like. Everybody just gels together really well. So when we have the time, like, 
we're goofy. We like to joke around with each other, razz each other up. And then, obviously, once it's time, once we step on the field, the, the flip switch, and we're ready to go, especially especially me and JJ. Like, I try, I've been trying this year to really, like, learn how to flip that switch and just get locked into the game and practice and everything. But, yeah, we're, we love each other, and that, that's also one of the most exciting things, too, is that especially the three freshmen, um, and the other one playing up them all the time. So they're really joining together well, and when that happens, pretty solid group. So. You've been a, a huge part of the defense, had a huge game against Carlton a couple of weeks ago, and so when you entered in the season, I, I gather you're coming in there knowing you're going to have a, a more dominant role with the team. Um, were there goals that you set for yourself or things you wanted to accomplish this year? Um, one of the things I talked to Coach T about, once again, going back to me and JJ working off of each other, um, I set a lofty goal and said 150 combined tackles between us. I don't think that's too lofty, but I know he's going to get 80 tackles, at least 90. So I feel like if I can pretty much get to the level that he's at, that was kind of my goal, to just really be um, a force in the run game and be able to slip through blocks and find the holes and hit the dudes, you know. Um, so that and then the eventual goal, I know it'll be it'll be tough to reach, but just all-conference, all my, that's, that's the initial or the final goal is to just, really establish myself as a contender in this league. And there's a lot, a lot of great linebackers. And I know that's going to be tough, but it's really putting in the work. And I've been doing that, and I feel like I've been establishing myself to these offenses that I can do some things. How did it feel to get that first sack a couple weeks ago? Oh, it felt great. Uh, last year, last year I kind of missed one completely with on one against Concordia, and I felt terrible. I was, I was hurting, and then um, this one, he almost got away from me again. But I thankfully got a paw on him and wrapped him up, even though I wasn't even, wasn't even technically supposed to go on that play, but I, I did it. So I was very happy. It was great to get some praise by the guys and just get right back to work on it, but. It felt great, yeah. Big game against Augsburg this week. They have quite the quarterback there. Uh, what do you look for from the defense in this contest? Um, The biggest thing for us is just going to be stopping the run. We need to stop the run because, yes, they have a great quarterback, but they also have a great running attack. And the running attack opens up the passing game. So if we would be able to stop the running attack, then I feel like we can make them one-dimensional and possibly stop that with our secondary. Our secondary has shown flashes of being very good as well, making plays on deep balls. We just need to be fundamentally sound and know where we're going and fit the run hard. So let me send you out on this. Why is it great to be a Hamlin Piper? Just the atmosphere. Just the guys and the coaches. Every It's all love here. That's all it is really like just 
like not even being a big school, like you're going to know everybody on the team. Like knowing everybody on the team is a huge perk and being able to develop relationships with everyone um, is really awesome. And then the coaches, the coaches are even, that's where you develop the most important relationships right there because those are your mentors. And in bigger schools, I don't, I don't know if you're really able to do that as much because there's just so many guys they have to account for, you know. Okay. And being at Hamlin, you develop a lot of great lasting relationships, and I'm excited to see where those take me. That's fantastic. Corey, thanks for joining me this week. Thank you, sir.